guys, welcome to the Lodcast. And what, this is episode 15, I believe? So, yep, I just scrolled up and checked. Well, as always, we have the usual myself, the Big E15, and Kuyo. And Tox has decided to grace us again with his presence. And, of course, we have the lovely Zith. So, Kuyo. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Biggie. My week was, it was pretty, well, my last two weeks were pretty long ones. Um, but it's going well now. Uh, I I did get accused by a neighbor of uh, almost running over a kid. Uh, that I don't know where that well, came from. <laughs> uh, for a little context in that story, our neighbor is kind of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, like that's a little that's a little extreme see, but i see i see that uh, as a win so <laughs> but um how was how was your week biggie um it's been good i've been sick the whole week like the entire week it's been fun and then last night i so woke up at six in the morning to take my medication and then woke up again at seven to throw it up so that was fun um, but I actually feel a lot better. I think it was something I ate, but other than that, a lot of recording, a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which it's fun to be back, but in the last, like, I would say five days, I've put like 18 hours into it. So it's like, part of me wants to take a little bit of a break after I finish this. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Talks? How about you? How are you doing? Um, I've been sick for the last week-ish, but, uh, I'm getting better. Yesterday was actually kind of a nightmare because we had some of the worst windstorms here and there was no internet for 24 hours and I wanted to die. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm forced to talk to people. What is this? I know. I was forced to be a social human being. uh, It's talks, so it sort of works out, I guess. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Exit? How have you been? Well, it's been a pretty boring uh, month, to be honest. Like, I've just had, I mean, it's been pretty boring for the past month. And yeah, that's pretty much it. There's not much uh, uh, to that. So, yeah. All right, then, since we've all, since we're all caught up, um, we can hop in to uh, the first topic that well, the first little section is stuff happening on YouTube and news in general. Uh, First ooh, thing. Ooh, spicy. Ooh, uh, I cannot wait to talk about this shit. This is amazing. Oh, shit, I'm swearing. Oh, shit, I'm swearing again. Oh, no. oh shit. We're going to lose our monetization. <laughs> Damn it, Zeth. We're already <laughs> banned in chat. We've already lost the, the, our typical 100 views a week. <laughs> 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 it's because we're banned in China now, that's why. <laughs> Alright, so uh, the first topic is the Outer Worlds release. Now, I didn't put this here, but I do know a little about it. Uh, who did? And do they want to talk uh, about me. it? Me. Right, I did because because the game is uh, getting like a, like a, a lot of good uh, flack, you know, to be honest. I mean, it's not flack, but it's still good in a sense because it fucking launched with uh, with uh, amazing cores on uh, Rotten uh, Tomatoes and it's pretty much a game that I do uh, want to play but I can't uh, dish out the uh, moolah you know for it so but I have been uh, watching every single YouTuber just praising the game it's amazing 
I just re I I I really uh, like how they're just uh, the you know uh, sticking it to Bethesda because they do the deserve it like uh, a lot. So uh, uh, I'm just really uh, happy that the game is doing well. So I yeah. just uh, want to say that it's understandable because, it because like because in the vein of what you're saying, um, I, I haven't gotten Outer Worlds. Yet. I don't think any of us have. Yeah. Like we, we were talking about earlier. Uh, but bitch, I'm broke. The, 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 the point is that like I've heard everyone talking good about it. Like I, I don't know the watching. I, I sure I, if it, if the game's good, it's probably really good. But when I when I look yeah. at the game, I, I just see like Fallout uh, New Vegas with in a, space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Fallout New Vegas in space. Like, That's pretty much it. S- I feel like we'll see the actual reviews, like the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Probably like from of, from you know the public. Yeah, we'll we'll see like the good reviews from like YouTubers later on, like the ones who actually take their time to go through it, and not just who immediately actually matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll find out if the game's off, Maddie. Off, Maddie. <laughs> no, no, you can't say it exists. We don't want more enemies. I, I love that guy. Just beep him. <laughs> just. <laughs> From what I've heard with um, Outer Worlds, and this is actually what deterred me from buying it, because I was actually over the weekend, my girlfriend, I my girlfriend came out for my birthday and I was like, I was like, Lillian, I always like to make random purchases. I need your I need to go like an OK on this. And she's like, all right, hit me. So I told her the whole thing and like gave her the whole shebang. And she's like, I don't know like are you do you have time to play it and I was like oh I can make time to play it come on and then I found <laughs> out in a room I was looking at this uh channel go over the game but like it was like a before you buy kind of thing like oh, going yeah, over yeah, the game yeah, a little bit yeah. and uh it was only 20 hours long that's what they said really? if you play the story and some of the side quests which is what really stopped me from getting it because I'm just mm-hmm. like oh they were like, it's roughly 20 to 30 hours of playing, depending on how much of the side quests you do. And yeah. for me, for someone who really likes to get That's into the games, obviously, you and I know this, uh, Zith, because we love yeah, The Witcher yeah, 3. So uh, the Witcher, <laughs> we love our 30, 300 hours of content game. base game. Yes, literally. Base <laughs> game, 300 hours and, you know, even more probably. But I mean, I still uh, don't know because I still haven't finished the game yet. And I'm in, uh, at like 1,000, so... Yeah, that's good. I'm fucking joking. I'm joking, but still, there's just so much content to the game that you can say that you played 1,000 hours and that didn't, you know, still uh, finish it, right? Right, and that's the big deterrent that really stopped me from getting Outer Worlds is that I found out it wasn't that long of a game, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just wait till it goes on sale then and grab it because yeah, same here, same I have here. I, I have the idea uh, of a dollar an hour for a long time. I have a dollar an hour. Spend sixty dollars. You just put sixty hours into the game. Yeah, and let's take like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've been playing a lot lately. I have one hundred and eighteen mm-hmm. hours into that game, and I spent sixty dollars on it. I've definitely gotten my money's worth out of it. I also have anything to add to that? Yeah, pretty much. No. I think we can move on. All right, Fallout. Worst. Worst. Or or first. nice nice or sentence structure there. What the hell is that <laughs> supposed to mean? All right, so. <laughs> you all know about the debacle that is Fallout First, right? Of course we do. Yes. Uh, I call it Fallout Worse because there is a mod for Fallout 4 that changes the um, the uh, Sanctuary uh, Fallout Shelter uh, uh, yeah. post sign into Fallout First 
in the post-war and after the bombs drop, it changes it to Fallout worst. I Referring love the to... modding community. I fucking love the modding community. <laughs> they are, they are, I mean, they're they are heroes. The best thing that has ever happened to any of their games. So yeah. as a nod to the modder, who I'll, I'll post a link in the chat so Kuyo can include the mod on the um, in the description if he wants to. So as an a mo- as a nod to that modder as well as the whole controversy that is Fallout first, I thought I changed the name to Fallout Worst. And for those of you who who uh, don't know what Fallout First is, it's this terrible pay-to-win kind of strategy that Bethesda's come out for Fallout seventy-six. Now on that, <laughs> which uh, which uh, which like they have said they're not going to do in Fallout seventy-six, but they've yeah, lied so, to us. So again. I'd like to I'd like to expand a lot on that. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, just fucking go on a rant. Because uh, okay, you know, no, this is the uh, when you when you mentioned that because I was playing Fallout seventy six, right? Because uh, me being yeah. the fucking idiot I am, still play it, but I uninstall and I <laughs> reinstall. <Damn. laughs> but Damn. I was on for the Halloween. <laughs> I was on for the I'm Halloween good. event, right? Just because yeah. it's over in like a day, I think. But I was on for it when I saw someone uh, with the Fallout first like stuff out and. It was a bunch of people. We were just waiting for the event outside of the White Springs, which is the location in the game. And this one guy's like, "Ew, you have the scrap box, which is an item exclusive to the uh, Fallout First subscription uh, membership." Yeah. And he's like, and then this other guy, which sounds like a fucking neckbeard, was like, <laughs> "All right." He, he had like an act. He had like a Western accent too, but he, yeah. he sounded like he was fat and had a Western accent. <laughs> he sounded like. Not to be mean, but he sounded like Scribe. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> Don't you dare just my beautiful Scribe, man. Right. No, 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 he definitely sounded like a neckbeard. Like, it was bad, because he was, he was like, bragging about how much he just played the game. Like, how he has eight characters, and, like, uh, thir- like max number of caps across, across each character, every single recipe. And alright, I understand that. It's fine. You you've wasted your life know, on this man. game. It like it's, been, a a, it's been out for a year. <laughs> it's been out for a year. It's fine, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying he sounds like a bit of a virgin. He, he definitely I does. <laughs> okay. Again, getting getting on to the, the what happened was that basically we ended up in an argument because this guy was going off on other people and I'm like I, I didn't like you. Oh, you and another man in an <laughs> argument? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what a rarity. So, we, we were. ended up arguing about the legitimacy of Fault First. And to kind of explain what the hell Fault First is, it's a subscription service that gives you atoms for their premium market. You should, uh, give, a, uh, you should give a price range so people know how bad yeah. this is. So, it's $100 a year. Or it's like, I think, $12 a month? Uh, thir- 13 yeah, so thirteen. It's, uh, it's twelve uh, ninety nine, so it's pretty much thirteen. Yeah, so so thirteen dollars uh, a month, and thirteen dollars not worth it. The hundred is worth it for the atoms, but that said, you're supporting. You're not getting unlike ESO Plus, which this is basically a copy of. ESO Plus is the a service copy for copy of that because they saw the popularity of the of, uh, that game, and then they wanted to uh, mirror it because Zenimax. <laughs> Yeah, so everything that you could want. Fallout First does that, except they don't have any DLC. They don't have any actual real content. They give you fucking emotes, some atoms, and a skin for no, and a, and a costume, N- nothing else. Uh, like, and, and, then the, the, and then the scrap box thing, like, and it's not even for like, because in the game, scrap doesn't take up your space. 
it's the fucking heavy ass guns, weapons, and armor that take up space in your like storage box. So they basically ended up dividing the community, and me and this guy had a huge argument about this for literally an hour, like an hour, just standing still, reasoning against each other. And this, and I'm like, you, it doesn't matter if you do this because it's your money. You're supporting bad practices in the game industry. Yeah. You're fucking us all over by doing this. It doesn't matter if you can afford it. It's your money. I, I don't give a shit about what you can afford. I care about what happens to my game industry. I'm I think the be- worst part about it is those kind of people, yeah. they must realize that even if you give... You cut out. Yeah, you cut out. All right, so <laughs> I'll just continue. Then. <laughs> so uh, I think what Toss was getting at was that it doesn't matter... What they what they do, because these people are ultimately the ones feeding the game industry, uh, kind of shittiness. Money. So yeah, exactly. Money, the so and it doesn't the- it doesn't matter if I don't spend my money or if you guys don't spend yeah, your yeah. money on microtransactions, as long as there's a single whale out there. Be not, d- I mean, uh, not whale, but uh, but you know. There I mean, is a to spend a hun- fucking community yeah, that yeah. You know, uh, loves uh, Bethesda, they're loyal, and they love uh, 76. I mean, uh, they have a whole fucking uh, subreddit. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and if you've been on r slash Fallout 76, a sec, like literally a day after all the controversy and people are angry. Sect. Yeah, yeah, it's a it, sect. It's a cult. It, yeah, it's a fucking cult. <laughs> the, the second that all the anger and outrage stops... What ends up happening is like, I just had the craziest experience in Fallout 76 Crazy. today. A little kid's mom was teaching her and uh, teaching him or her how to play the game, and I was so surprised. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, that happens. And then, then everybody clapped. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I'm fucking dead. Oh, it's okay, it's okay, going. It's complete and utter bullshit. They're feeding this entire movement and they don't realize it. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, Bethesda knows that they can uh, rely on those uh, people to pay for that, and you know, uh, then it's just fucking a uh, matter of time when they're gonna pay for that because uh, because they can know that they're gonna pay for it. So it doesn't really matter what we think or what the majority wants. If they pay, it's still gonna be a lot of money, right? Yeah, exactly, and yeah. in the end, it just screws everyone over. Like, we've said it in literally every podcast since the beginning of time. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything to add on this? I did watch... Alright. Yes. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. did watch a video about, about this, and the guys who were kind of, like, critiquing this whole thing, they agreed that it was, like, a shitty thing to do, but overall, they, from a business standpoint it makes sense if there's still a which Fallout 76 does have this loyal really cult-like following to it and like you guys said that are really really loyal to the game and will find fun in it and you know what that's good for them good for them for finding fun in a shit game because initially i was one of those people with no man's sky like no man's sky when it first came out was awful but i found the beauty in in that game and i i rolled with it but um Initially, I, I can understand in, a, in terms of a business standpoint, but those are trying to milk every fucking dollar out of it because they really did take a huge hit with 76. Yeah, I Granted, I, I remember when 76 came out, we talked about this. I don't know if it was a released podcast or not. We, we talked about it, though. It was the game no one asked for. Like no one asked for seventy six, yeah, yeah. and then it Literally. came out, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, yes!" I mean, they fucking could have just made a small like a uh, spinoff. 
of like the, the New Vegas or some I just a uh, just a like a smaller game than four was right. It would, well, they could have just made a DLC for four. Right. Literally, else. literally a huge deal. I did enjoy four and I enjoyed the I ba- base four. building aspects. I, I did enjoy that base world. building. I love Far Harbor. F- fucking Far Harbor is is one of the best DLCs I've ever played in any game ever. Ever. Uh, okay, I, don't know about I, that. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, I, but I, 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 as far as Bethesda and DLCs goes, it's really high up there. So it's Essentially, though, I will agree, though, that Fallout 4 was fun. I enjoyed the base building, too, and that was what was 76's, like, concept, is you could build this but base with your friends. At it because you I think that, uh, yeah. that it was too yeah, much of an attempt to cash grab. It was it was trying to hop into that whole multiplayer world-esque thing, and it was just not a complete game. It was It's suffered from what most games suffer from. You know, it's let's put a game that's about twenty five percent done, throw it out there, and call it good. Mm. And now, like, look at Anthem. Anthem actually, oh, we're not going to talk about hard. Anthem today. Uh, I was good, thinking about talking about it today because the developers and the publishers have completely abandoned Anthem. Anthem's no yeah. longer getting any DLC. It's getting nothing. So the fact that Bethesda is still yeah, at least giving something to seventy six, I will give it's them good, a little credit but, for. Yeah, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's something that we should throw that over to the next game, right? A game we like, a game we, <laughs> you know, liked. They are just gonna throw it there, and there, and then they're just gonna leave it there, and 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 you know, uh, with that, they're gonna make the game worse. Because the, I mean, uh, that's something that we have a huge problem with the gaming industry as of. I want to say at least the last like. 10 15 years no we I, as consumers uh, have like five been years. Five, I, well, I, I yeah, five years well yeah but like i want to say at least 10 because you start seeing this kind of trend start about 10 years ago where we're getting unfinished games and they yeah, expect yeah. us to pay 60 dollars for the unfinished product and anything that would you know be included in a base game is considered a dlc and we have to pay extra for something that should be in the game by default. Yeah. And we as consumers seem to be just like sitting there and letting it happen. No, yeah. The guys who uh, who sort of bought the the like uh, membership, they are from getting uh, harassed by, you know. Good. Uh, I was a part of that. <laughs> uh, uh, in the game. They are just getting harassed. They're they deserve getting, it. Uh, bombarded. They're getting PvP'd. Their their fucking camps are getting destroyed. I yeah, mean, it's good because if if, if a level if a level two hundred player goes up to them and starts beating them up, they deserve it. That's me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to feel uh, in uh, in uh, in fucking uh, regards to that because. It's it's shitty, but I get why it's uh it's uh happening, because they fucking sold us out, right? They, yeah, they sort of sold us out, literally, by you know the by fucking uh, buying that. They sold us out, and uh, that's that. There's no there's no why, how, and when, right? Yeah, these guys, they know. It, it's not. I don't think there's a single person out there who doesn't understand that. The the game companies or publishers at least 
they don't need to put this stuff out. They're maximizing profit. And one of the arguments yeah, that the yeah. guy in the game was leveraging at me was that they need us, they need this membership to keep making content for the game. No. The Atom Shop itself makes more than enough money to support them post-launch. Like, I've seen people running around with, like, Atom Shop stuff since day one. So by lying to me and telling me that they need yeah. the subscription money to keep supporting it, makes no sense. So, people obviously know that this doesn't really do anything. They're under the, pers uh, the uh, they're under the kind of... Delusion? Yeah, the, the basically, no. they're, they're kind no. of under the delusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zenimax. That's the all. Let's see, that's just one word that uh, describes it all. Zenimax. Also, I mean, boys, I think we have a problem. I've been looking for the Fallout worst mod, and I cannot find it. So uh -oh. I don't know. If next oh my God, they might have. They might have uh, deleted it. I mean, the author might have taken it down. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, if, uh, if that's I everything. Mean, I mean, it's fitting. You know? Yeah. If if that's ever. But if that, if that's everything that we have to say on this, because I'm yeah, kind of done talking. We're done. Alright, so uh, topic three, Shroud's move to Mixer. Who wants to talk about this? I actually don't know enough about it to give an opinion, so I'm just going to uh, step yeah, back. Did you put it down uh, there? Not, uh, not, yeah, me, but I don't know much. You know, it's just he pretty much uh, moved to uh, Mixer and uh, and uh, Twitch is pretty much just starting to sync now because, I mean... Well, alright, I, I, I've, I've heard about... Right? I've heard about this before. Well, actually, I heard this from a friend of mine. Um, but I I don't watch streamers that much or or, or at all, really. I only uh, occasionally uh, yeah. watch streamers. Uh, the only streamer I actually watch is Tyler One, but that's just because he's a little troll who runs around doing. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, uh, I know Strat is a streamer. He's actually, I think yeah. he was he he plays on like a a Fortnite team or something. I don't know. Or like no, 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 no. He got uh, famous off of uh, PUBG, and then I mean, he used to be a uh, CS:GO pro for like seven to like ten uh, years, and then he moved to uh, PUBG, and then he moved to Fortnite, and then he moved to uh, the to, new Modern Warfare, right? To uh, Apex, and now to the new uh, Modern, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, he's that's what he is, um, and he's. He's like really huge uh, in the FPS uh, community. Like uh, everyone there just uh, just uh, just uh, loves him, and he's pretty much the fucking uh, the staple of their community. He's he's like the heart. So yeah. So basically, he moved over to Mixer, and I, I, that's pretty self-explanatory. I can understand his move. Why? Why? He probably he probably there? guarantee he probably got money from Mixer to move over. A lot of. <laughs> he may not disclose it, but it's definitely there. So I mean, why not? Because uh, Twitch is starting to sink uh, heavily because of their, because of their, you know, the favoritism. So why not? I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, that, that's I, that, uh, that. I don't it, really. Uh, it it may not him, just be favoritism. It's uh, Twitch also has very vague rules. They have, like you said, favoritism with really, mods and really vague rules. Yeah. People like saying. Like just like letting people around the rules. PewDiePie, for example, can swear on stream when he did Twitch on stream. No, he can cross stream from multiple platforms mm -hmm. uh, while having a contract with one. And they were fine with that because, you know, PewDiePie attracts it's, people. It's, uh, yeah. And it's PewDiePie. So in the end, Twitch is definitely a worse platform. We've discussed this before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, but I like, think uh, what this really means, like you've implied, is that 
Well, this will not, in my opinion, be the death of Twitch. Of Twitch. It's going to be a step yeah. in the right direction towards the yeah, death of Twitch. Yeah. And it has a lot of implications, like with when Ninja left. I don't know how Ninja's doing now. I haven't even seen about he's, him. He's, uh, so he's pretty much uh, starting to uh, fall off. He's uh, starting to, you know, uh, uh, fall off in uh, terms of views and uh, stuff like that. But still, he... I made, mean, he still got his four million, his right? Millions. His he 14... made his millions yeah. and millions and millions. It's so just... he doesn't really care. He's, yeah. He, uh, he's pretty much... The, the he, he knew his career was basically over, so he got out while he yeah. was while he could make some money. Yeah. Um, yeah. That said, for the first Even time... That, it's just it's just people are beating him now. So it's like, <laughs> there are definitely people that are, that are better than him at games, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. It's not even that. So like, he, he did what he smart. had to do. I get he's it. He's smart, yeah. On top of that, there's also how... Like, for the first time in real life, I actually heard people say, hey, is there an app for Mixer? Because, like, my, this one friend who told me about Shrad moving over was like, yeah, this is going to be enough to move me off Twitch because now someone I watch a lot is finally going over. So, yeah, it's it's kind of... I think they just need enough of the big people to move over, which, in the case of a lot of people, won't happen. Like, I doubt someone like uh, a lot of the... IRL streamers like uh, like the ones with the Tyler with their, doesn't care. Yeah, I, I don't I don't care. know about Tyler, but like I know yeah, I know still the people like that they don't care uh, to be honest. Yeah, but the, the, when it comes to some streamers, I know they won't move over because it's too lucrative yeah. to be on Twitch right now for them at least, and they're probably like, hey, are, are we? When you say streamers, are you talking about Twitch thoughts or? Uh, yes, I am. Well, but, <laughs> Both, but when when I do say IRL streamers, it typically entails people like Amaranth, uh, what's their name, Alinity, uh, uh, Ice, uh, sure, uh, yeah, Ice, Ice Poseidon, yeah, him, him. Uh, who like, I don't know who any of these people are. I just know Alinity is massive Twitch thought, and she <laughs> abused her cat. That's all. Cat I Cat and uh, dog. So yeah. So in the end, if they don't ah. move over, it, it won't happen. But. Sh- but the fact that I saw someone actually actively trying to switch over in real life, it gives me a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope, right? For a, you know, better time on, on you know, uh, Mixer. Because because I think they're going to... I Look, I really do not, really not want to say that they're going to fail, but it doesn't look too good. Yeah, you know, because I mean, yeah, Shroud, uh, Ninja, but both Shroud and uh, Ninja are uh, falling off. So, yeah, it doesn't matter that much. Switching platforms hasn't done wonders for them. It, for it, them, yeah. it's, it's, if anything, the best they can hope for is just to get the money that they were offered and then maybe invest and then in real retire. estate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> invest retire. in real estate, <laughs> stop retire. playing video games, do it for fun. All right. So, if anyone anyone else has anything else to say about that, all right. So, we'll move on to the next one. I think Big E has a lot to say about this, right? Uh, yes. So, Ghost Recon bombs, right? And I don't know if anyone was into Ghost Recon or like cares yeah, too much heard. or anything about it. Oh, I've been uh, watching this from the sidelines or, this entire time. <laughs> or, if they, or if they care about Ubisoft in any sort of way. Um, a lot of people are comparing this, oh, it's ruining Ubisoft's hot streak. And I just want to sit there and kind of go off on a bigger tangent. What hot streak? 
yeah. like yes rainbow six siege did well and assassin's creed odyssey did well right yeah. but the division sucked the division two sucked division watch dogs sucked. two underperformed it wasn't that good of a game i actually and played it thought sucked. it was boring yeah watch dogs one was a massive disappointment I, so i just want to know what hot streak well that okay Ubisoft when you on. mentioned uh, when you mentioned those uh, games far cry I, five maybe far cry five did came out with very mixed reviews it did, it, yeah, it did, it uh, did, but I fucking loved it. So, loved so it. now that you mention all that, Biggie, I think the way you perceived the games is not how the general uh, populace perceived them. Because from what I heard, The Division Two was a good game that had a yeah, little work it's to not, do. Uh, popular, it's just not. Yeah, but uh, like, I think when people mention the hot streak, they're really just looking at the releases that were good, and then how none of the releases were super, super bad in the general populace's view. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you, me for I, you, you forget that we're also the kind of people who like play really shitty games and think they're good, and then we play like games that are supposed to be okay, and we end up disliking them. So and we like Skyrim for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so essentially, though, I guess Ghost Recon does have a tremendous amount of um, the 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 hate coming from it is justified. You know, it's laggy, it's buggy, and um, it's overall, like every just as the game in the last four years. It, well, it's half. It's kind of like it, it's, it's um, half assed, half assed because um, a lot of the assets that are in the game have been just taken from every other Ubisoft game and tossed into it, hoping that it would make it somewhat decent. Like everything that was good about Far Cry or everything that was good about Assassin's Creed, they're like, okay, let's put it in Ghost Recon and make it good. And then it's just like when you play it, it's very just average you know it's like wow this is stuff that i already know and play in better games so i'm just gonna go play those games and uh the the microtransactions that were in there were definitely unneeded but it's it's not possible to buy your way to the top but it's definitely possible to buy better weapons that you would otherwise need to craft or or like or like grind for and people have noted that the game is very grindy in itself if it, if they you know if they're not buying all the all this stuff so overall i just i don't know i just wanted to kind of go off on a bigger note like i don't understand like how this is messing up their history because we're two years ago we were talking about how ubisoft is going borderline bankrupt like they were about to lose their company the ubisoft really yeah, yeah. It, remember it, it when was, they were almost bought by uh, that French company or whatever, the conglomerate that was like going to take the company away by buying the majority shares in their stock? I forgot what they were. It was Origins and Siege that saved Ubisoft from getting Siege, bought out. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I didn't know this. Siege is getting a sequel next year. It is. Uh, so. Quarantine. Quarantine, yeah. yeah, and I'm excited about that as I do like the yeah, Rainbow Six here, series. But here. Wildlands did pretty well, and now Breaking Point did pretty shitty. Uh, okay. Yeah, the, I ha- Breaking Point did pretty shitty, but it got uh, re- uh, like uh, advertised by so many content creators. I saw- Lil Wayne was having uh, having advertisements <laughs> about. Like, oh my god, like, uh, I forgot all time. about those. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what the hell is this? But yeah, oh. no. Nah, when it comes to recon, I I I heard Wildlands was really damn good. It's pretty good. 
Yeah. But then when and it came to, I loved, uh, and I, and, and I loved just, uh, playing it with my uh, friends because it was just cool. It was cool to chill and kill, uh, Bolivians in, I mean, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, but, um, when it came to Breakpoint, I don't know enough about it, but from all the reviews and stuff I've seen, the game is hella jank. It like breaks on everything. It's like playing Fallout 76 during launch. <laughs> and it and every of the progression system, while some parts of it are okay, it doesn't hold up, and it feels too grindy for some people. And then there's a bunch of other stuff about like how the the plot of the game is very one note, things along that line. And I I think in general, the game it, it, this is just another case of the game not having enough time to mature during development. Uh. Does anyone else have anything to say on that? Ah, uh, I, I don't even want to go on another tangent. <laughs> Alright, so... Game bad. Game bad. For the first time in this current iteration of the podcast's history, we have a game lore topic. Ooh. Talks, please. I already can answer this fucking question. It's the <laughs> Empire. Suck it. Suck it. Talks, would you please introduce the question? Since I am being thrown under the bus like this for this specific question, I'm just going to go out before I get anything out of my mouth and say, I had nothing to do with this. You want to crucify somebody? Crucify Kuyo. No, <laughs> wait, wait, no, what? Crucify <laughs> me. Crucify me. You don't crucify him. I just want to see what you guys think. <clears throat> I mean, that being said, um, Imperial Victory was hinted at by Bethesda, according to. I'm, I'm assuming this is Exit who wrote this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, assuming that uh, the next Elder Scrolls game takes place after Skyrim, yes. which side of the Civil War do you think will be tri- triumphant? Now, to start off, uh, my, my dear friend okay, Exit, uh, where was it hinted that the Imperials shall win? I think uh, in uh, Legends. Or I'm not. I'm not sure. Wrong. So That's completely bad. wrong. Stop throwing your fucking confirmed cannon on me. I don't like this. I heard someone say it. I heard someone say that it would be. Yeah, you probably heard it from those filthy, those filthy, uh, uh, confirmed canon pricks on the other side of the community. Disgusting. Okay, okay. I bet they're too high and mighty to... Shut up. I bet they're too high and mighty to read CODA. I am wrong. Shut up. Alright, okay. No. Jo- jokes aside. That was... <laughs> jokes aside. Jesus um, Christ! You attacked me! You Jesus. attacked me! Yeah, no, Jesus you, you, Christ! You, you, missed, you, if, if you, guys, you fucking crucified him! If you guys saw the... Uh, if you guys like, could see me in real life, I kind of threw a bunch of stuff on the floor angrily when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, actually getting into the question... Yeah. Uh, this, obviously, it's gonna be the Imperials. I'll be real with you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's no yeah, way exactly. that Ulfric here with his fucking ragtag team of uh team of, of farmers of, of farmers <laughs> and and uh and hillbillies. And, yeah, farmers, hillbillies and uh and kids from the streets is is going to be able to take on uh the fucking 
trained Imperial Army, unless this is like one of those stories of a baseball team, uh, but like transferred over to like uh, underdogs. <laughs> the underdogs are gonna beat them once a new kid shows up. But they're not. I mean, uh, as soon uh, as the pale pass clears, they're pretty much done for. I mean, they're fucked. They're like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, th- I think at this point it's a consensus. Yeah, uh, that- I mean, Talius uh, started p- pouncing them as soon uh, as he d- got there. Like he just started uh, taking back every single thing he could, and the uh, and uh, as soon as the pale pass just uh, melts, wow, dude, I dude, the, it's gonna be a ma- it's it's gonna be a massacre. It's gonna be a huge, um, uh, um, just. Uh, the genocide is it's gonna um, be so, it's so, uh, it's, so it's, i'm gonna it's i'm gonna, gonna so one-sided. throw my hat here okay. all right oh boy I, I am an imperial supporter here and i i know i'm one of the few that is here it's like me i don't know about you zith but it's like me no, and, and, uh, and imperial I'm, knowledge uh, imperial, yeah, okay I'm okay so i'm not behind alone. the imperials I feel like all of us are here. What? You call me behind the Imperials, you fucking Imperial dog? Skyrim belongs to the Nords. Shut up, you storm Okay, okay, get back to the question. You and I both know that you're going to be... Skyrim belongs to the Dunmer. But, uh... So, I got in a really long debate a while ago with a guy. Um in one of my in one of my videos and it was a pretty decent debate right and it turned into something that was completely like it just beyond the point it started with the um with whether like it was with it was about the rebellion in itself and it ended completely just off topic and devoid of the of the argument we started with and i'm not gonna lie he did it did look like he was getting more and more mad the more i threw out like information at him and you could tell by his responses with him going well that's a well that's up to your interpretation that's up to your interpretation i was like it's not up to the interpretation that's how the lore is presented to us and that's how i'm using the lore it's not my interpretation of anything and essentially he's like well you have no proof that tullius is isn't using an actual full legion and then he tried to go on and say skyrim is much bigger than we actually have he's literally and that, waiting for the pale and that, um, he says it himself right. but then he tried to throw in the population of skyrim and that we we don't actually have the actual just the population of skyrim because it's scaled down tremendously for the game and i was like well, of not course only that, but if you want to know for we know for a fact that in game, the majority of the people that live in Skyrim are farmers and peasants. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and a, a bulk of his arguments, for all we know, we, Skyrim could have a population of four million. And I was like, okay, all right, history knowledge gonna come in on you. If you want to use a real life comparison to the Empire, it would be Rome. Yeah. However, Rome never conquered an area that was severely tundra or mostly tundra. So yeah. let's compare it to modern day Scandinavia between Denmark, Norway, and yeah, Sweden. From the years 1100 to the years 1600, they had a population at most of 1.3 million. So at best, you have a population of 1.3 million in Skyrim. And that's between uh, three separate countries. Now, at best, you have 1.3 million people in Skyrim. That is what I'm going to go with here because you don't have that equivalent. I just started throwing out all this information and then you just stopped replying. And I was just like, hmm. 
suck it. <laughs> Every little bit of me got so petty. It was like, yes. Something that I would like to bring up uh, on that point is the way that we are presented uh, with the people of Skyrim is unlike the people of Morrowind or the Imperials or even the um, Red Guards and Bretons. The people yeah. of Skyrim are not magic heavy in their culture, so they yeah. can't supplement their problems, for instance, agriculture with magic. Most of the people in Skyrim seem to be your typical medieval style peasant that just peasant. works the land, takes in some crop, and, and repeats. Most of them don't seem to have the magical prowess that we see from the neighbors around them, so they can't really supplement their growth. Using that simple bit of information, there's no way they could defeat an Imperial Legion, Full which Legion, has yeah. mages Adam within Legion. it. And we know for a fact that the Imperial Legion has mages because the first scene of Skyrim, Talia screams out, somebody get the battle mages out here. Yeah. yeah. We can't just compare a, a magically superior province to literally a bunch of rednecks wielding <laughs> yeah, spears and sticks. All right, so I actually, well, I was waiting for this entire thing to go down. I actually do have some thoughts, so I want to play devil's advocate for just a second. So the counter-arguments, from what I've seen, tend to revolve... Wait, what? <laughs> the counter-arguments, from what I've seen, typically tend to be around the Dragonborn's involvement in everything. Yeah. And so... I, personally, would like to uh, introduce a little bit of a um, another potential thing or boon that could help the Stormclose, which is how in older lore for uh, Skyrim, well, not for Skyrim, but older lore for the province of Skyrim from like previous games, mentioned how the Nords were physically superior in every way to the races of uh, the other races of men. So, what the assumption before we saw the people in Skyrim was that, hey, maybe they are just, like, one Nord is equivalent to, like, five Imperial soldiers in terms of strength. So, that was obviously blown yes out of the water. No, that, yes and no, because uh, Nords, uh, as of the Fourth uh, Era, have been really uh, Imperialized. Like, their blood has been diluted with so many, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, I think the, uh, what's it called, I forgot the word, uh, ratio... Uh, would be like one to two two uh, Nords. Yeah, so like uh, it, there still is a slight advantage in terms of strength. Strength, and, yeah, yeah. When it comes to Imperials, but at that rate, you can't beat the Imperials because they're not just the Imperial numbers. people. It's also uh, like the numbers uh, win the wars. I mean. Yeah, it's not even that, but like they also have other races that they've forced into the fray to help well, them not, out. Yeah, yeah. Not even the that. Wars, a lot of races stay in the empire even now because it's just better to be in the empire than to be a wild wasteland or succumb to the yeah. thalmor yeah so much. the orcs the bretons there I mean, are some the, red guards thalmor. still in the imperial legion yeah. and there are dunmer in the imperial legion which those yeah. races even if the imperials themselves are weaker and more pathetic than the nords that's not the imperial legion itself it's all these other races we should also consider the Red Guard. Yeah, they're no longer technically part of the Imperial Legion, but relationships are still fairly decent between the two. Yeah, and I'm yeah, sure yeah. that the Red Guard would be not even a, wouldn't hesitate for even a second to help the Imperials if they could. Mm. Oh, see, I actually got in another debate with the, are, with the commenter uh, once like about that. Uh, Hammerfell is a in, wolf. 
you can't really no. uh, control it. I beg to differ. I actually think that if it came down to it, if it's I think if Hammerfell got invaded uh, by the Dominion, I believe the Empire would come and help them. Yeah, of course they would. The only reason that the Empire cut off off, uh, Hammerfell, it had nothing to do with actually releasing Hammerfell. The Empire knew by their contract with the Dominion, they could not go to war. So I think it was a practical, tactical decision on the Empire's part to say, well, we're not in this war, but we can't say anything about Hammerfell. They're an independent province. Don't you see? And that was probably the reason that they cut off Hammerfell in the first place. So Hammerfell is in the middle of civil war, as we already know. It's between the two great, well, the houses of Hammerfell. I thought the civil war was at a. I thought the civil war called. It's at a standstill. It's at a standstill. I thought they reached an agreement at the end of the Great War because they they wanted to. I'm not up to date on Yeah, they reached an agreement. They reached an agreement during the Great War, and they eventually managed to create a stable, independent. And hammer fell after the war and at the current moment the government is at peace there is no war between the forebears of the crowns yeah all right okay. so uh guys stop it go stop it. <laughs> moving us on since we are kind of starting to be, we're moving we're running kind of short on time so um yeah, we are. we're gonna cut out toxic topics since i'm gonna be talking about it in mine uh oh thanks douchebag all right, so BlizzCon 2019 happened. Well, it's happening right now, and it happened on Friday. Uh, and we got a bunch of stuff. We got Overwatch 2 announced. We got uh, Diablo 4. Uh, we got a new DLC for World of Warcraft, I think. And we, I think we got like d- w- one of the Warcrafts remastered. Um, a lot of stuff. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was what Big E also mentioned, what Tox also kind of wanted to talk about, is Diablo 4. <laughs> now, I play a lot of Overwatch myself, personally, and Overwatch 2, just I'll just sum it up for you guys, basically it's an optional game, it's a standalone game, but all the PvP aspects of Overwatch 2 will also be on Overwatch 1. And, and then there's, yeah, but th- th- that's pretty much it with, um... With Overwatch 2. I heard with Overwatch 2, the only there's only one new character, too. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So basically, Overwatch 2 is nothing special. Uh, it's optional for the PvE. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'm going to buy it because I have to. But <laughs> uh, then there's Diablo 4, which is what I'm personally excited for. And it's about... um. Do you guys know anything about Diablo 4 lore in the slightest? Well, Diablo lore? In I the know slightest? nothing about Diablo Alright, so, for those of you who know what Diablo lore is like, uh, this game is supposed to be about Lilith, uh, who was in Diablo lore, not in real life, like, lore, uh, is supposed to be the creator of, um, Pandemonium. Not Pandemonium, uh, of, uh, the place that we play all the games on, I think. I forgot the name of it. But it's, she's supposed to be the creator of that, and for some reason she's evil now? It makes no sense. She was, she's supposed to be good. Uh... I don't know how they're going to explain that, but yeah, she's the big villain of it, and not going to lie, Diablo 4 looks fucking good. Uh, it doesn't feel as fluid as Diablo 3 from the gameplay I've seen of it, and it's it feels a lot more like Diablo 2 from like how they showed everything off, but damn, does the game look good. Like, 
fuck. The amount of detail. I don't know how consoles <laughs> are going to run that. Like, at least current-gen consoles. I don't know how they're going to run it. Well, I mean, if it just got announced, chances are, and more than likely, it'll be next-gen. Next generation is coming relatively soon. I think it's... Because the, the PS3 came out in 2013, and, and I think the Xbox did too. I know we're going on to seven years, and that's typically the generation length between consoles. So I would either say next year or 2021, we're going to get a new console, probably. You probably next year, More than in my likely. opinion. Yeah, most likely. But. And they're going to be, be at minimum, they will be 4K. But then, yeah, so th- that's <clears throat> Diablo 4. It looks really good. I'm kind of excited despite the controversy. And I think that's actually what Tox wanted to talk about, which is how Diablo, which is how Blizzard is hiding everything. By releasing the games that people, the game specifically that people wanted, which is Diablo. Yeah, of 4. course, of course, of course they are. And it's scummy, but I'll be real with you. I may be willing to overlook it just for Diablo Four. I could give half a shit about Overwatch Two, but for hey, Diablo hey, they Four, could, they could just be like, guys, Diablo Four is actually. It, it's just Diablo like, 3 from the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> okay, so I really uh, hope uh, no one is going to scold me for this, but I have never played any Diablo or... What are we uh, talking about? So, Overwatch? Uh, alongside that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's understandable. So please do not, please do not scold me for that, but I just don't care. You know, I, I just never got into it uh, as a kid. So I never, you know, started uh, playing it uh, because of that. Does anyone else have anything to add on BlizzCon and all the games that came out? Not, not really, because I don't really care. But all right, then we'll uh, move on to the next topic. Big E, take it away. By the way, for for everyone, this is the whatever we want to talk about section. I, I don't think I mentioned that. <laughs> oh, Kotaku. Take it over. And I, I know there's Kotaku in itself has a lot of um. A lot of fans and a lot of people who hate them. And um, overall, Mm. I would say I I don't hate Kotaku, right? But I've seen a lot of, like, you know, people on YouTube scold Kotaku uh, to an extent. And I'm pretty sure I've seen Kuyo, I've heard Kuyo complain about Kotaku, but that's besides the point. Hell yeah. (laughs) The point is. They are pretty uh, biased, so, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, they have no uh, B. because they have no uh, credibility. Well, my point in this is coming is that um, <clears throat> essentially as someone who does appreciate gaming journalism and does a, a somewhat of an extent of gaming journalism, because I do cover certain topics that are going on. And I, I guess I would agree that all of us here have an, have our hands in gaming journalism, at least with the podcast. We talk a lot about a lot yeah, about yeah. news and gaming and stuff in general. So, Kotaku writers have come out and explicitly just said that they're getting absolutely boned by their um, the people who own them and that they're getting screwed over and they're getting forced to to write things they don't necessarily want to write. And um, it's ah, so kind of crazy. Are, so to, they are uh, working a the job. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, I mean, they're getting paid to uh, you know uh, they're getting uh, they're getting uh, told uh, they're getting censored essentially oh they're getting censored yes the topics they want to cover they're not allowed to cover they there was one there's like a branch of the of journalism they have or uh, like a, a 
I can't think of the right word. They have a branch though that's specifically focused on sports and mm-hmm. and sometimes they delved a little bit into politics here and there and then the people higher up said stop going into politics and then mm-hmm. the guy was like well that's kind of like my thing so no and he kept doing it and he actually got fired for it so uh, he a lot of people are getting in trouble because well, they're getting so censored for their opinions and voicing things that they shouldn't be yeah. saying and so as a gaming journalist or someone who like wants to at least be somewhat of a credible gaming journalist that kind of sucks because like it's cool that they're being very open and voicing their opinions on the higher ups at Kotaku, but a little bit it's frightening because, you know, censorship has been a really big thing lately within at least like the last couple years, especially with like YouTube going on and the whole thing. It's been really difficult to imagine, you know, just consistently getting censored all the damn time by everyone. So think it's appropriate for any person to like hide behind you know, made up censorship to oppress people's thoughts, ideas, and oh, okay, okay. So I think uh, China, uh, just we, sh- we should pull. Yeah, no, I'm going to cut that out. I think we should pull this back on a subject because when it comes to journalism, censorship is something that obviously, if you're doing real journalism, and in the case of like stuff that involves like world news, probably shouldn't be there. But that said, when yeah. when you when you go around asking people their stories, there's going to be bias. So in a sense, of course, depending on what you cover, you're going to introduce some form of censorship. Be it if you go to a government official and ask them how their government, how their country's doing, they'll say, Oh, it's doing great. Uh, versus if you go to a person on the street, who doesn't, that's lying. That's not really the censorship. Uh, uh, But well, well, it could (laughs) kind of be seen that because they're probably trying to keep you from understanding things. But then obviously I'm speaking more about bias than censorship. But then there's, in the case of censorship, where you're forcibly not allowed to say something. And when it comes to companies, they don't let you say that kind of stuff because they need to keep up, like, appearances or relationships. And so, really, the only way to do journalism nowadays is to be a rogue journalist. You go out there, you do everything independently. And that, or you have a form of tenureship where you're basically allowed to do whatever you want as long as the story hits. And in the yeah. case of Kotaku, they're just trying to cover games. They don't want to get into controversy. They have connections. I think, dude, Kotaku has a massive bias and an agenda. That well, no, 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 no. So the, the, their biggest, Jason yeah, yeah, J- Jason Schreider is like one of the most con- well-connected people in the fucking games industry. In the gaming community, yeah. Yeah, so he needs to keep his connections. He can't be out here looking because the game industry tries very hard to appeal to the left. And that's not even biased, that's just the truth, because they try very hard to look presentable. uh, Not really the left, but the, like, center. Yeah, well, uh, I wouldn't wouldn't say it's the center. Yeah, if anything, they are left-leaning, and they try very hard to say, yeah, "Yeah, we love this demographic, we are a very diverse group of people, and so they'll need to keep up those appearances, because that's what the game industry likes. So when a company says, hey, this is happening, and and it's definitely not right, and it's not equal and all that, but it goes against the wills of the game industry, they either risk losing certain sponsorships or endorsements just so that they can say what they want. And sometimes, yeah. especially in business, it's not worth it. For that cost. And so, that, and yeah, and yeah, uh, that, and, you know, that fucking costs because money talks, right? Money is, is, is speech. 
that's pretty much what I uh, have to say in in regards to that. Anyone have anything else? No, I'm I'm pretty sad. I think I said my two bits. Uh, so uh, now that that's over, corporate and bad, and we're running out of time. Uh, it's time to move on to the best part of the podcast that everyone listens to and no one has a problem with, and everyone actually knows what we say and laugh along with us in the community round. Um, feature Kuyo, like uh, the last two podcasts, will introduce you to that as we finish writing off the things. See you then. Future Kuyo here. Uh, we have finished filling out the lightning round stuff. Uh, first question from the community. Say funny word, part two. Pee-pee-poo-poo, part two. No, you can't uh, say pee-pee-poo-poo. That's illegal. Uh, I gotta think. Uh, I gotta think. Uh, <laughs> What's the Gingerbread house. Uh, gingerbread house. I don't know. Gingerbread house. Everyone laugh. It's funny. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> this game, like, I fucking hate us with a passion. Uh, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that I'm gonna have to you cut guys, out. You guys, you posted cringe. You're gonna lose subscribers. Oh, <laughs> me cutting it out in post. Stop, you criminal scumps. All right. Uh, that said, we that was that was a pretty fun round of say funny word. Uh, no, we're, we're gonna have part three in a bit. Um. Favorite game? I think this will be a normal question after multiple weeks of stupid shit. <laughs> uh, favorite game? Favorite game three? Uh, okay, guys, I'm gonna uh, count you down. Three, two, one. No. Skyrim Witcher three. three. Uh, Shadow of War, uh, Middle Earth. Skyrim Witcher three. three. Pray 2017. Uh, Skyrim 2. Fuck. Um, uh, Alright, so that, actually, that's. Hey, Shadow of War was a good game, though. Exit that. I, uh, I, know, I do love the Shadow Everything War. was. Not gonna really? lie. Every, every, uh, one of those really those every one of those answers was pretty respectable, except for maybe Skyrim. Yeah, but <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. Skyrim 3 was the best right. game Bethesda Studios right. made. I, I have a joke for y'all. You ready? I do have a joke, right. actually. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. What is the difference between the bird flu and the swine flu? What? Uh, <laughs> you the, uh, horse? You, for the swine flu, you get oinkment. For the bird oh flu, God, you get tweetment. Leave. Leave this podcast right now. I do not want to hear a war. And with that, thanks guys for coming down to the 15th episode of the Lodcast. Uh, We will no longer be be having Big E as a host. Uh, He is being permanently removed from the podcast. (laughs) I believe that joke gave me AIDS cancer, you guys. All right, so yeah, no, thanks. It, thanks. Lower your IQ. it should have lowered your IQ. That's <laughs> real cool. I already have only two brain cells that are functioning anymore, so you're good. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for coming down to the podcast. We had, we had a pretty fun time. This is probably one of the less organized podcasts, but it was fun nonetheless. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll have all the links down. We only, only went 10 minutes over this time. Yeah, it's, it's so, actually pretty good. So, uh, it's, it's actually pretty we'll, good. we'll have all the links in the description for channels for our boys. Maybe if we find that mod that Tox talks about, it'll be in the description. Um, I cannot find it anywhere. I believe it's deleted. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, thanks for coming down, and we'll see you around. Bye. Bye. Later, losers. <laughs>